three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. It's your humble host, Hunter, here, and I'm here with a. Uh, uh, guest contributor to the podcast and DC apologist, I guess I would say. Oh, yeah. your, your resident uh, DC shill reporting in. Yeah, uh, Alyssa, hi. How are you? Hi, I am doing really good. It was a it was a nice holiday. How about you? Uh, it's you know it's funny. My first thought today was um. Well, one of my first thoughts today was, oh my god, I don't have to work today. Like, what a <laughs> like what a great concept. I don't have to work on a Monday. Um, it's like the best feeling ever where you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, it's Monday. But then you have that realization. You're like, wait, I'm going right back to bed. It's the best feeling yeah, ever. Right. And uh, it's weird. Uh, of course, happy Memorial Day to all those who have served. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I my birthday's next Monday. It's weird. I'm gonna be thirty. Oh God, thirty four. Oh God. Oh, I'm getting ever closer to the grave. Well, so this is you, how it. <laughs> you've officially beaten Jesus, though. I did. <laughs> wow. I okay. First off, for those of you who know you, they'll really appreciate that joke. Um, that wow. I love you so much for making that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we are here to talk about a movie that um we're here to talk okay, about so, a couple movies actually yeah so we're gonna kind of do a hybrid of two reviews so i'm gonna try to keep the first one short because i wanted to kind of go into the second one so we're reviewing uh justice league dark and then justice league dark uh apocalypse war which I know how it, it's spelled. Apocalypse is spelled weird. I'm so used to you know like the correct apocalypse. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all right, like fine. You want to do like apocalypse this, is whatever. spelled like if you were five and you were trying to spell it for the first time. That's how it's spelled in DC. That's actually a very good way to put it. But uh, Justice League Dark, though, um, that so we were talking about this off mic. So the Apocalypse War Dark. Apocalypse War, and we're going to jump back and forth here, people, so just hang in there with us, but um, DC, as I have said at multiple times on the podcast or on Twitter when someone yells at me because I don't like a DC movie, I, I've i I've always been quick to point out the fact that I'm a huge fan of their uh, animated uh, slate overall. Um, the, really, the first quote, bad, unquote, uh, DC animated movie they did was uh, The Killing Joke, which I stand by the fact is one of the most overrated Batman uh, stories that's ever been told, and it gets worse the more I look at it to be, like, Batman in general just gets worse the older I get. I'm like, God, Batman's a dick, and just really doesn't <laughs> give a shit about anyone. Like, it, Oh, it, see, it, I'm gonna it, have to disagree with you there. I think that when you have someone who just doesn't get the character, then yes. Um, but there are a lot of really great Batman stories, you know, that showcases humanity, in my opinion. And um, I am kind of one of the people who's in a little bit more of a minority in terms of I actually have been really enjoying where they've take, taken a lot of his stories lately with, um, you know, Damian Wayne in particular. Um, so, yeah, just gotta put it out there. I love Damian Wayne. I'm like the one person who they pulled who does. I just think he's a really fun Robin. Um, just especially after, you know, kind of a generic lineup that we had in between, you know, Nightwing and all that. So, um, he does, he does give some personality definitely to, to the character Robin. Yeah, and, and, if, and if you've been following the animated movies that he's been featured in, and it is, this continuity is called the DCAMU. Yeah. Um, you you actually have seen a pretty cool character progression with him just on film, even if you're not really following the comics at all. Um, but before I actually I, I wanted to do this and I totally forgot, so I'm glad I remembered. Before I actually um, tell you anything about what I thought of Apocalypse War, um, I was not surprised after after finishing it and going online and kind of you know seeing some of the reviews to find out that this is actually a fairly polarizing movie. It's gotten a good critical reception online, but in terms of actual forums and everything, it seems like you either really love it or you really hate it, and that actually didn't surprise me. I, I thought for sure it was going to be one of those. So, this is kind of what I wanted to ask you, Hunter. Knowing yeah. what you know about me, 
What do uh-huh. you think? What do you think? What camp do you think I'm in? And I'll have one. I have a guess for you as well. Uh, for Justice League, uh, for Apocalypse War, you mean? For specifically Apocalypse War. What do you What do you think? Do you think I loved it or hated it? I think you loved it. Okay. I think you're probably one of the very few people who's maybe in like the 7 out of 10, it was okay category. Yeah, so you're wrong because I'll be honest, I love this movie. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I, I loved it too. I almost felt like it was specifically made for me in terms of all the things that I like really love out of this animated continuity were like turned up to 11 in this movie. So I felt like I was in the writing room almost. I'm like, yeah, no, show me more of that. <laughs> so. No, because I'm sitting there the whole time because I watched it with uh, um, uh, o, uh, OJ, who, uh, James, as you know him, uh, yeah. this morning. Because I was telling him, like, dude, I like this as much as I like the original Avengers. And he was like, wait, what? I'm like, dude, I, I was like, I'm not blowing smoke. You know, I, that's the thing. I'm the first one. If DC does something good, I'm like, okay, guys, like, let's let's celebrate. Because, you know, their their live action stuff has been uh, polarizing, to put it mildly. But right. th- this was just, this was such a nice, oh, my God, this, like, give me more of this. Well, I hate to tell you that this is officially the end of this animated run, and they're now going to be probably going into completely different plots and characters in keeping with kind of like the rebirth thing. So this was the last one that you're going to get to see with all those characters. No, I I know this is the last one, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to my my theory on what they're going to do next. But so very quickly, because I just want to go through Just Sleep Dark real quick. So um, Matt Ryan... He plays uh, not the Falcons' quarterback, but Matt Ryan. <laughs> but, Matt, but Matt Ryan, um, as in Constantine, Matt Ryan, as in a guy who really should keep his role. By the way, because I know there's rumors about him being recast for the uh, Justice League Dark HBO Max TV show that they're doing. They need to keep Matt Ryan. He's been such a loyal soldier to DC, and after having his. Uh, his show canceled because NBC is terrible. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it was it's so cool that they brought on the Legends of Tomorrow and he fits onto Legends uh, so well, shockingly well for being uh, completely honest. And Justice League Dark is such a great showcase for uh, Constantine. And you know you see Batman front and center because you know they're trying to sell DVDs or digital or whatever. But but. <laughs> He's but literally what? only in that movie to sell some to sell sell it to more people. Just because I, I they didn't I think have enough faith that Constantine Satana would keep your average person's interest. But I think that's such a flawed way to look at it because I don't think a lot of people are even looking for these movies or interested in these movies unless they already know like DC and characters. But yeah, no, uh, Batman in the first Justice League Dark is very very ancillary. Well, the the, the, the well the thing is too, and I always have to point this out to people. Iron Man was a B-level hero at Marvel before his movie came out. So, I mean, you don't know if someone's going to hit that upper tier until you give him a shot. And I think that made Yeah, and what made, uh, you know, Iron Man explode is probably going to be the same thing that's going to make Constantine is because they got a great actor who really breathed life into it. Yeah, and so this story in particular, uh, Justice League Dark, basically these people are having vid... uh, are seeing demons... Uh, wherever they are, there's this incredibly, uh, it, the scene, uh, the movie opens up beautifully with this lady in a car, and she just sees these demons in front of her and just starts mowing them, uh, mowing them down, and she gets confronted by Wonder Woman, and I love the line where she tells Wonder Woman, oh my god, look at all these monsters, look at them, she goes, you know, the only, I only see one monster, and you look back, and it's, she just ran down all these fucking people, you know, she basically billy joel through a house it's like oh my god just like ran all these fucking <laughs> ran all these fucking people down and, the, and then it cuts and, right over to a woman who sees her newborn baby as a monster and is getting ready to to jump off a, a roof with it and yeah so it's just like a very very dark um opening with uh <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah with um some of the imagery um and and both these movies uh, dark and apocalypse or they do not hold back um on the brutality at all like yeah there's our, a, our ratings for both yeah there's uh i think actually raven dropped an f-bomb in an apocalypse where i think it was just the she one did. Though. yeah which, yeah she's like oh for fuck's sake yeah which great character to say that so um wait, wait, yeah but anyways so yeah um 
like you said, they're seeing demons and everything, and and essentially it's just because you know there's been a disturbance in the force. And uh, <laughs> nice. if, you, if you if you know your DC villains, you probably already have a hunch about who's causing it. Um, so uh, Batman gets recruited by Deadman to go and find Constantine and Zatanna and basically get to the bottom of it. And it's kind of like a detective movie for a big show, <coughs> which I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and, you know, the, the chemistry between all the characters is, you know, top-notch. Um, between, you know, Constantine and Zatanna, and even Batman for, you know, when they have to kind of drag him in and remind you he's in the movie. Um, Swamp Thing, you know, has a great cameo in it. Um, I guess not yeah. more, than, more than a cameo, but yeah. He's kind of... So, okay, so I don't want to... Normally we go on spoilers, uh, full spoilers. I think for uh, Apocalypse... Uh, apocalypse uh, Damn it. Um, we'll, so hard to say, but uh, for that, we'll go more on the spoilers. But I kind of want to dance around this a little bit and sure. just going to say a couple more things and, and get to our thoughts on it. But Constantine is amazing in this, and he really gets to showcase his uh, his very wide ar- array of spells and uh, knowledge that he has as far as the arts. Uh, there's this great scene where he's gambling that I just went, oh, Constantine, you are just delightful and and it really shows how much of a dick Constantine can be which which he never apologizes for uh it, it was like I was it was like I was watching myself um but he but he's so great in the role and then um what's his name um the the guy who plays Batman now it's um it's a uh, uh, Jason Omara oh, thank you uh so Kevin Conroy that's my man Conroy will always be my Batman but I gotta be honest, Jason Wara, he's warmed up to me over these last, like, seven or eight uh, animated films I've seen him do. He's, his Batman, it works for me now. No, I think a lot of people just had an initial aversion to it because you're so used to Conroy. So, and, and, you know, that's, that's elite level. So anything, it's it's the same with um, the original Harley Quinn, you know, like, even though Tara Strong is a great voice actress, there was a lot of growing pains for me to get used to her. So yeah, it's the same thing with Kevin Conroy. Jason O'Mara, I think, actually does a very good job. I think he, I think he unfairly gets a lot of a, uh, a lot of flack um, for from the from the fan base. So no, I, I think that's completely fair. And Rosario Dawson, I mean, she's making that. She was making that Marvel money. Now she's making that DC money. Like good, like great for her. Um, I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she's just, she's wonderful in pretty much anything she's in, so hearing that she's Wonder Woman, it's like, oh, right on. Uh, the the one that I have to admit I fanboyed out over was uh, Camilla uh, Luddington as uh, uh, Zatanna. So, first off, uh, Zatanna is just, uh, she has a very, I'll say, male appeal, uh, male appealing look to her. <laughs> so that's way I'll I'll put it. She's not an unattractive character as far as no. her uh, her look, but this movie does a good job of kind of making you go, oh yeah, she's hot. But then you, if you don't know a lot about her, and I'm I'm kind of familiar with her, but you do get to see a lot of how like powerful she is. I was like, oh okay, like it's oh, all yeah, power no, um, set. I I really love the magic users in DC. Um, so I've I've got quite a lot of uh, books with them with you know Constantine Zatanna um some of my fa- I always love stuff where it's like you know the villain is like Cersei or Felix Faust you know um there's there's a lot of fun I think you can have with like a magic user because um you know with a, with a lot of other superheroes your powers are a bit limited you know Superman can fly and shoot lasers but you can really get creative when it's just like oh, it's magic I don't really have to get that into it so um Zatanna is actually a really uh, fascinating character and for a long time um one of her uh, stories was basically about how her father, Zatara, um, was uh, Dr. Fate and just kind of, you know, um, like, well, not, you know, wearing the helm. So uh, she has a pretty fun, like, history, actually, if you ever want to go and, like, look into it a bit more. She's had some really good stories. Well, it, it's funny because I actually just got... Uh, so, so you know, I was watching these yesterday, and so um, you know, Alay is watching with me, and she's like, oh, well... What's this character's deal? And I was like, oh, so I, we had like a green, like a twenty-minute Green Lantern uh, quick tutorial because I was talking about 
Green Lantern. She's like, oh, okay, so there's multiple colors? I'm like, yes, there's this color, this color, this color. So we're going through all this. And uh, I just bought the DC Encyclopedia, actually, because... I'm spoiling myself for my birthday and getting a bunch of shit I just, I don't Aww. need, but I just want. Do I was it. like, oh, fuck. Oh, I, oh I, I I got it last week. I've been flipping through it. So I, uh, I'm i really curious to get more into uh, uh, into Zatanna because I, I really dig her character. But uh, Camilla Luddington, she also voices Laura Croft, and I'm going through the Tomb Raider games right now, and I'm just loving those so much. So I when I heard her voice, I went, I know this voice. Like, oh, okay. And her and Constantine have great chemistry and it's a very common theme this movie that everyone has a beef with Constantine <laughs> because he's because he just pisses everyone off and I just really appreciate that like he I gets too. punched at least he I gets punched by like, at least oh yeah everyone I think that's why I really like Damien Wayne too is I think I just like unapologetic kind of asshole characters I think they're just kind of fun to to watch you know work work off other people that totally explains why we relate to to them. But that makes a lot <laughs> makes a lot of sense. But but I, I I'm gonna leave the story and go into Apocalypse War with that. I'm gonna yes. give this a quick score just because there there is some there are some twists near the end that again normally we go full spoilers. But I want to leave the bulk of the time for Apocalypse War. So I will say about Justice League Dark. Um, it really makes me want to read. Justice League Dark, just in general. Like, I, I just got my new tablet on Saturday. I think I'm going to get the DC Universe app again and start uh, reading up on, uh, reading some Justice League Dark. I'm just very curious after watching the movies. I'm like, okay, I, I will I will give this app another chance. Um, I, I would give it... Hmm, I'm going to give it an A- minus because I was not expecting Swamp Thing and that was just a very nice surprise. I was like, oh, okay. Um, by the way, bring his show back. I like what DC was doing with the, the Swamp Thing TV show. I hope right? it comes back on HBO Max. Uh, but yeah, I'd give Justice League a dark and A minus. Uh, yeah. I, I would Listen, definitely echo that. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a couple things here and there that, you know, could have been executed a little better. But overall, it's a very good story, excellent characters. And I would say, you know, if you haven't seen it, and you're planning on listening to the rest of the podcast, you really should go and watch Justice League Dark before we spoil all of Apocalypse War for you, because um, it's it's gonna it's gonna like you know color your watching of it for the first time if you know how it all ends, and I don't think that that's the right way to do it. Agreed. So with that said, now, all right, let's get into the meat, meat and potatoes here. So oh Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Okay, it was so. so. Good. I I loved it so much. Like I said, I felt like it was almost specifically made for me just in terms of of how much emphasis there was on things in particular that I love. Love Raven, love Damian Wayne, love Constantine, and they are basically center stage the entire time. I love the balls out gore and brutality. Um, and I love the twist yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, I will say I can understand for people who are certain fans of certain characters why you might feel really done dirty by this movie because... Uh, there's a lot of people who don't have lines, a lot of people who kind of die in really undignified and anticlimactic ways. Um, Shiva, man, that I, I actually do kind of like that. Shiva. Came from no, that came from nowhere too. Like I was like, oh shit. Okay. And that was, uh, you know, I would have liked to see her do a little bit more, but um, but yeah, no, it, this is this movie's a meat grinder. You're gonna see a lot of uh, characters that you know and love bite the big one. Yeah, so I would actually compare this to uh, 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 Harry. Uh, the um, oh my gosh, uh, the last Harry Potter movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I would about really to say compare... the last Airbender. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I would compare it to the last Harry Potter because there are a lot of characters that you've you know that through these films you've grown up with and seen them evolve, and there are a lot of characters where they get maybe ten seconds to fight. And then they get, like, they did Batgirl real dirty in this. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not crazy about that. Because I'm a big Barbara Gordon fan. And I love Oracle, too. And I was just like, eh. I was like, okay. I don't love the way you just... Shazam 2, that was another one. I was like, okay. Like, well, and, and the guys, frustrating um, part is that a lot of the people who do die were teased 
in previous installments in this, Donna Troy was, Jericho was, um, Barbara Gordon, you see her for a bit at the end of Bad Blood, and you're thinking that you're going to get a movie with her, maybe. Because this is not the same Barbara Gordon from Killing Joke, just in case you, you know, weren't sure that. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, and then, like, a lot of other people who, who, like, you know, again, in Bad Blood, you know, you spend a lot of time with Batwoman in that movie. You see her for a couple seconds here, and then she dies. So, um, I mean, depending on how attached you are to your favorites, it can feel like a little bit of a slap in the face sometime. But I was pretty forgiving of it because, you know, honestly, 90 minutes is, you know, a pretty good runtime for this one. And they had to keep it moving and keep the, uh, keep the focus where it belonged, which was on... Like I said, Constantine, Damien Wayne, Raven, Superman, trying to uh, trying to fix the whole issue with a uh, with Darkseid. So I was I was a little bit more forgiving of it. It's, okay, so very very quick plot synopsis. So at the end of Justice League Dark, uh, they tease that uh, Constantine. They flat out say Constantine has been invited to join the Justice League, and uh, Zantana uh, she, uh, she accepts. Uh, the uh, the offer Constantine's like you know fuck off essentially but then this movie starts off he's accepted the position um, and everyone goes ahead and goes and meets uh, basically in the uh, like the, the watchtower essentially yeah there you go um, I I did love that uh, Constantine was about to get laid and goes like great like cock block Batman or something or <laughs> yeah. Batsy I was like <laughs> I was like oh oh Constantine you sly boots but uh, they, in the beginning but there, they I do ahead. want to say one other thing though just that happened right in the beginning and for for as many times as this movie did surprise me especially at the end. You know, when the movie starts with Zatanna telling Constantine to remember how much she loves him, there's literally no other... Okay, you're dead. Like, you're dying, like, right away. Like, then, you yeah. know, so... So, yeah, spoiler alert there, but Zatanna does not last very long into this movie, and it was like, it couldn't have been... They sent that, you know, Telegraph UPS ground. You saw it coming miles away, so... I mean, that that's true. I mean, that he, he might as well have said, you know, I have one day to retirement. Yeah, know? exactly. That's like the only... But they they, they go ahead and, and Superman's leading this meeting saying, like, hey, we have a chance to get the jump on dark side. Now, for the record, before anyone gives gives me crap about it for loving Marvel, yes, I am aware. Dark side was created first. I know, I know, I know. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And uh, dark side... The thing about Darkseid is he just, he always comes across to me like Apocalypse in the sense of that just when you see him, just his frame, he always comes across so intimidating. Plus, he always has his arms folded behind his back, which always creeps me the fuck out. Plus, he's voiced reason. by the MVP Tony Todd, who was one of my favorite goddamn dudes in Hollywood, so. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, um, but but Superman basically says, hey, you know, there is no... And, and the Flash brings up a really good point, basically saying, hey, is he going to launch an attack now, or is this a thing that happens in a thousand years? And Superman is just very determined, um, saying, you know, fuck it, we're going to go ahead I will and get say the jump that on him. as the inciting incident, I do think it was kind of weak. Um, you know, uh, it didn't seem like the greatest plan and it didn't it did seem actually a little bit out of character for superman quite honestly to be pushing as hard as he was so this is something yeah. that i was registering even as i was watching it i'm like hmm you know this just doesn't seem i don't think that they built the case for this quite as well but we need to have a movie and to have the movie they need to go to apocalypse so i i'm really happy you brought that up, brought that up because i'm right there with you like i went like as smart as superman is i just went uh, I don't love that reasoning, that logic, and uh, as the movie starts up, you see that uh, Darkseid has hacked Cyborg essentially, so he's able to see. Uh, which, which I feel like happens a lot about because, well, I mean, he's got the Mother Box technology. If there's anyone who can hack in, it's probably Darkseid. So. I mean, true, but it feels like Cyborg gets compromised way more than he should, and I'm always just like, all right, like, I, I hate that, because as powerful as they make Cyborg in the comics and the movies, uh, the anime movies, for him to be hacked so easily, it's, it's kind of like the whole problem I have with Cerebro in the X-Men movies, like, something always happens to Cerebro, it's like, fuck, think of another way to, yeah. like... Like, could we, could we stop, you know, just giving the cyborg, like, this huge guilt complex because he always, you know, gets compromised. But, 
Um, the movie picks up two years later after their initial mission, and the mission went um, basically X-Men Days of Future Past. It went fucking horribly. Yeah, uh, things went a little pear-shaped literally as soon as they get to Apocalypse, because as soon as they get there, they find out that instead of the regular parademons, uh, Doomsday has merged his parademons with DNA from Doomsday, so they are now paradooms. And obviously, you know, Doomsday's made from Superman, so you got Superman and parademons had, you know, a baby. It's just not good. So, um, most people were just no match whatsoever. Um, it was it was a total massacre. And we talked about this is a hard R. It is a hard R rating. Yes. You see, you see Nightwing get stabbed through the chest, which I was like, Jesus, okay. You see um, people getting ripped in half. You see like Starfire's corpse on the ground completely bisected. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Um, Wonder Woman gets her arm torn off in loving detail. Shazam loses a leg. Uh, it's it's. Like yeah, not for the faint of heart. It's very bloody. Yeah, it caught me. It caught me off guard mo- at multiple points. And I will say, as a huge fan of Teen Titans, um, mm, to see the Titans laid out, I was like, that's not cool. Like the Titans got fucking destroyed. I mean, when you see Superboy get ripped up you're like oh man okay this is just superboy got his neck snapped um they had wallace for all of of five seconds on the ground as a corpse which did kind of make me laugh a little bit just because you know my feelings on the thing but um oh oh, i do (laughs) also it was really weird because in a in Teen Titans, the I think it was the Judas contract. They had Wally West, not Wallace West, as so I don't know if that was a continuity error or not. But um, yeah, so and again, it's kind of a bummer just because they had also teased Donna Troy at the end of that movie, and you don't see her at all here. Or if you do, she's in the background, probably getting her head ripped off or something. Um, Oh, hold on, Hunter. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, I will say for for myself, uh, looking at looking at the movie Constantine, there is this great thing with him, uh, with Constantine running away. Um, they show in a flashback that uh, Zatanna she goes ahead and gets killed, as we mentioned, and that Constantine flat out runs away as she's being killed, and it's a very not Constantine. Uh, move and so I remember thinking huh I really hope these explain I was I was thinking the same thing like oh if they don't justify that at the end that's going to be a huge huge like detractor for me because you are right um, you know Constantine's a lot of things uh, he, he ain't a coward um, and he also doesn't really give that much of a fuck about his own safety so um, especially if you know yeah. the woman he loves is dying so um, I'm very glad that they actually did explain it which Wow, though, that was really fucked up, wasn't it? Like, poor guys living with this guilt for no reason. Basically, Zatanna Zatanna had put a spell on him so that he would save himself if the situation turned hopeless. It was like a compulsion spell. So, yeah. And, and of course, Batman would be smart enough to think that far ahead because he is Batman. But I love the fact Constantine goes, we're going to talk about this. Like, this does not... This in no way absolves you for the bullshit you put me through. I'm like, good. I'm happy that you... That you went ahead and uh, called him on that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Raven. Yes. Um, on, on Titans, and they they do a great job of giving her um, a really just heartbreaking arc. Because I mean, she's watched multiple of her friends die. Um, the man. The go ahead. As I say, and, and if you know anything about Raven, you know um, she has kind of you know maybe an icier shell, but she's actually a very loyal member of the team, and you know basically sees them as her second family. So yeah, she's she's ready to actually kill herself um, when she bumps into Clark Kent, and they decide to try and you know figure out a way around it. She spends most of this movie looking very haggard, um, super emaciated, shadows under the eyes, you know. Um, so uh, she she has a very 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 sad time in this movie overall. But yeah, she, if you love Raven, you're gonna actually really love this. Uh, love love seeing her on screen here. They do such a good job with her character. What they do with her and Damien, I now does that happen in the comics? Her and Damien? I haven't. Uh, no, because she's older than she's part of the original Teen Titans. Damien. That's I, what I thought. Yeah, no, but they actually they and they have been building this up. It's not like it came out of nowhere in this movie. Um, they had some cute moments in Justice League versus Teen Titans and, and in Judas Contract. But yes, I thought it was super cute, too. I think that they actually work really well together. 
Damien, this is my favorite version of Damien too. Like this Liga, like I gotta be honest, I was a little disappointed when he put back on the Robin costume because I was liking the League of the League of Shadows uh, look that he had. I went, oh, stick with that, man. Like this is this is fine. I thought he kind of looked like, like a fire, like Fire Lord from like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Kind really, of really. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, see, I loved it. I, I, know, I loved, I loved it too. That's not a, like a, an insult, but yeah, um, it was. I, I actually kind of thought it would have been a little bit better. If, like you said, he didn't put the Robin costume back on because it seems. I don't know. It just kind of seems like it doesn't fit something he would do now that the team's completely decimated, other than Raven. Yeah, that I, I, I'm actually right. I'm actually right there with you. Uh, I will say, just kind of going through a couple other characters I liked, uh, Dwight Schrute, Rain Wilson himself as Lex Luthor. Really? I I like his vo- I like his voice work. It it does take a little while to get used to hearing you know Dwight play Lex Luthor. It's no, just a little. I I wanted Cl- I was begging for Clancy Brown back. I could I could did not like Were his you really? voice at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like oh. <laughs> okay. Although when I did see that it was Dwight Schrute, and you know, like at the end, he's being all snarky, he's like, "Ah, oh, just a power surge already taken care of." I just kept quoting Office in my head with that. So I'm just like, Don't you know anything, Batman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, okay, if he had said that, this would be like a perfect score. But I, I, I like, I liked him in the role. Who I really like is um, uh, O'Connell, um, Superman. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He he was uh, very good, yeah. and I actually think um, out of all the new movies, Superman has been one of the hardest ones for me to really get into. But in um, Reign of Superman and in this one, they really do a good job, just like with his humanity and his compassion, which I think we're missing from some of the earlier installments in this continuity, like in Justice League War and um, you know Jail uh, versus Teen Titans. He doesn't really come across sincerely as you know like you know when he's relating to humans but they definitely fix that here you see a lot of his really compassionate side here hit him and lois so jerry connell I, I i don't know if you know but uh they were i don't know if they are but jerry connell and rebecca romaine who plays lois lane mm-hmm. uh huh, that rhymed um but uh lois lane's a badass in this like she's a legit badass i was like Okay, I really like this. Uh, the first kind of big uh, scene you see her in, she's going ahead and she's in a fight with a uh, Harley Quinn, and I gotta be honest, and I'm Harley Quinn is awful be- in this. It was so annoying. Oh my gosh, I love really? her. Oh, dude, I, love I Harley. loved. I love. Oh, Harley. I loved her. I loved her in this. I thought she was. Oh, I thought really? She was great. Oh man, I I, I did. I was fast forwarding during like a couple. Not really, but like. Uh, no, um, first of all, so it's not Tara Strong this time around. Um, and, and I didn't really like the voice actress. And two, so, okay, it actually is not forced for the Suicide Squad to be in this movie. It's not like a forced plot element, but they made it feel forced. And I thought it could have felt way more organic. I don't know. I really didn't care really? for, for her scene. Interesting. Scenes. Yeah, interesting. Because I, so honestly, watching the, um, this Harley, where she was like singing nursery rhymes and she's hitting people with the bat. I was like, this is kind of more the Harley I want in live action, to be honest. Like, I and not I saying you it's have, on- I think you have that with Margot Robbie. She has that same energy. Eh, eh. <laughs> like, like I'm not saying it's anything on Margot Robbie. I really think it's more the script she's been given. I I like her as Harley, but I haven't had that defined. Like, I haven't had that no man's land scene like I had with uh uh with Gal Gadot, where I'm like, oh, she's Wonder Woman. I hadn't, I haven't had that scene, uh, at, you know, in the I gas think, station with Zachary Levi, where I know, oh, that's Shazam. Like, I haven't had that moment yet with her. Have you seen Birds of Prey? Yeah, we we already did that movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, me, I, I, I see her pretty, pretty iconic in the role at this point. I think that she suffers from not just not being in as good of movies as Wonder Woman and Shazam, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's a fair point, but I, I mean, I... I like the stuff I got with the Suicide Squad. I thought I thought Captain Boomerang was fucking wonderful. Everything I did Captain... love that moment where Constantine and Captain Boomerang are like Aussies, Brits, and they just start insulting each other. Was, that was pretty great. It's a great dick measuring contest right in the middle of this of this fucking movie. And 
uh, uh, oh my god, that was John DiMaggio who did who's King Shark? King Shark, okay, King Shark was great. Okay, that's amazing. King Shark was fantastic, and I love the fact that the movie because acknowledge that Constantine's bisexual. Yes, because I was kind of like, are they going to touch on that? And uh, it's great because I can't remember who asked him. It was um, um, oh, it, Harley. Yeah, it was. He was standing next to Harley, and uh, Constantine was like, "Oh no, that's my ex." And she's like, "You and Harley, gross." He's like, "What? Do I look crazy to you?" No. And then the shark winks at him. It's pretty great. I I died. I was like, okay, that is subtle, but fuck yeah, love that. Love that they acknowledge that. Um, rat. Oh god, there, there's so much I want to actually talk about here. Okay, you get we get a Damien, uh, Damien and Batman fight scene that I thought was so beautifully brutal, and it shows what happens when Batman isn't you know holding back. Um, I would have liked for Damien to get some more shots in, to be honest. I, I thought it was a little... Because it, was, it was too one-sided. Because there was a similar sequence in Bad Blood, you know, when he's taken over by Talia. And Nightwing and Damien both fight. And they get a couple shots in here and there. I would have also liked that because Damien is actually a very competent Robin. Um, you know, he's a, he's a very capable fighter. And he doesn't, I think, land a single blow on this one. He does not know, and that, and that and that did bother me because of how well I know Damien is trained, not just from Batman, but from uh from from the league. And it's like really, he couldn't get one fucking like cross or anything. In. Like I mean, Batman I has been infused to the Mobius chair for like two years, and I you I mean that might that probably makes him even more stronger and sociopathic. Which, by the way, I would love. I'm sorry, you have to explain where Darkseid got that because that, that isn't that the monitor doesn't that belong to the monitor. How the fuck did he get the monitor? Yeah, okay. Okay, so that's funny. That's one of the few notes I actually have written down. And I was like, wait. Now, again, I, I fully acknowledge I am not as up on my DC as I am my Marvel, but I'm pretty I'm pretty well versed in my DC, and I went, wait. From what I know, unless they addressed it in a movie earlier, I don't recall. How would he have that? No, like, they, never, they never explained where he got it. And like, like I said, you know, it's, it's an easy one to just let roll off your back, but... If you do act, I mean, like you said, even you know, you're like, no, 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 that that chair, that's that's like an important thing in DC. The monitor is a very important guy in the DC universe. Like you gotta, I don't know, um, but it was just I, something I, I, I noticed. Didn't love that. Well, it's funny, well, because I just watched uh, the, the big CW crossover when it came out, the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they and they yeah. go in depth pretty well with with the monitor so i was like wait i was like mm. <laughs> i was like that's not how this oh. works but okay whatever um uh who i love and i'm gonna have to defer to you completely because i wasn't familiar with this character until i watched justice league dark uh uh, uh etrigan etrigan yeah jason blood and etrigan etrigan yeah um uh, um he's he's great he's wonderful he might be like I don't know what what is he in DC like is, does he team up with a certain group or because I loved him. Um, you know, honestly, I haven't read any books really specific to him. He usually just kind of shows up in other people's. <gasps> um, I, whatever. Um, but no, his deal is his deal is basically yeah, just like kind of a, a knight who gets fused to a demon who loves to talk in rhyme, and um, at the end of oh, we're not doing spoilers for Dark. Sorry. Um, but basically, Etrigan's really sad in this movie, and uh, he's known for kind of, you know, being a, like, he's kind of, like, got the Diana thing going on where he's always rearing for a good fight, you know, and uh, Breeze Fire has a magic sword, awesome warrior, and he is hilarious in this. So, okay, you, you mentioned Diana, so... <coughs> this is actually the uh, first I'm movie a- that I really liked Wonder Woman in, if I'm being totally honest. Damn, really? So I, I like I like Bloodlines. I like Bloodlines. I thought Bloodlines was good, but um, I will say for me, Diana gets this hero moment that Alea genuinely had goosebumps when, and, and you'll know it when you see it. But it's such a okay. That was fucking really well done. And are you familiar with the lasso? Uh, yes. Which. By the way, this movie does a great job showing how clever Constantine is because he does this thing to Wonder Woman that I went, "Oh my God, you clever bastard!" Like it's just—it's a very subtle thing, but 
I love how it's one of those where like it's it's like because I you know that happens in the book sometimes whenever they're finding someone who's like you know under a spell or mind I'm like uh Diana you have this thing and it's not just good for tying people up and getting them to tell you the truth because for those of you who don't know the lasso also breaks enchantments and mind control yeah, which I, I was happy they actually addressed that in this. So I was like, okay, good. I, you like, didn't see um, Justice League versus Teen Titans, did you? I have not. Okay, no. they do they do uh, kind of the same thing in that. They, okay. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love that. Um, I love the last big fight we get with uh, with uh, Darkseid and uh, uh, what what's the demon that Raven's trying to always keep at bay? It's her dad. Darkseid right? and Trigon is matchup I didn't know I needed, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Trigon, thank you. Um, I love that whole arc with Raven because it does show how strong Raven is, and it gives a very logical reason as for why she tried to stay away from Damien, which I really did appreciate. I went, okay, that that at least makes since and it's one of the few times you get to see damien actually be somewhat vulnerable i was like oh what a concept he's actually like not being his dad um <laughs> but by the way you see batman at a point hug damien and that was something i went holy shit like if if he got more of those you wouldn't be such an asshole <laughs> probably but that, that actually cracked me up a little bit because it's like yeah he gives him a hug and, you know, Batman starts to apologize. And Damien's like, don't make this all emotional, father. You know, it's not your fault. And it's like, the man just saw his son be vaporized in front. Will you let him be emotional? You're not going to have this chance again. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I get that. But also at the same time, they no, are in the middle of like... And it's yeah. totally in character. But it's just sitting there. It's like, yeah, I guess I guess it does run in the family a little bit. Just like, yeah, none of that. That's enough. <laughs> so, so to kind of go off of what I thought was fucking brilliant, because it, it feels like a throwaway thing, they do bring up Flashpoint. And, you know, for, for those of you who are not, well, who aren't aware of Flashpoint, uh, you know, uh, uh, Barry Allen's mom dies, goes back and goes ahead and uh, stops reverse Flash, and then that sets off a bunch of not awesome things that occur because yes. he made... Like and then honestly, he, has to, he, so then he has to go back again and stop himself from saving his mom. But it doesn't go back to how things would have been. It creates just a slightly different world, and that world is the one that we've been seeing in the last like six, seven movies. Yeah, and I I love that they acknowledge that. Hey, you're very like the thing is, it's a very human decision, but it's a very selfish decision. And his selfish decision, you know cause all this shit and when they find the flash in this movie he's in the real bad spot and i love the way that he you know is really begging constantine almost like fuck kill me if you can right now like that'd be awesome but he just gets him to go to sleep and i i love that um i'm so and I love glad those... we got to see the giant treadmill because that's been a staple in the comics for like other stories where they have flash on a giant treadmill to power something and it's just one of those things that's that's so silly, but so fun. Like, I loved being able to see the giant treadmill. I don't know. Just maybe, maybe just what? me. I know. I thought I, I immediately went to crisis yeah. when I saw that. I was like, I was like, okay, that that is kind of a staple. Well, I think in know, Dark Knight of, Strikes of Again too, like when they when Carrie Kelly rescues the Flash, he's running on a giant treadmill. So I mean, oh, that's right. People, yeah. just, people are always just putting this guy in giant hamster wheels and shit. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's fast enough. It's fine. But I know, but it's, it's just it's just the imagery is the imagery is very comic booky, and it makes me smile in like a very nostalgic place of my heart. Fair. Oh, look at you getting all emotional. But uh, I appreciated it, and this movie ends kind of where Flashpoint does, in a sense of Barry has to make a decision, and Constantine even tells him, "Look." You know, things might only be, uh, you know, things are still going to be shite, as he puts it, but it can't be worse, in theory, than where we are I like right to now. think that that entire part of the script was borrowed from a DC board meeting where they're talking about, like, okay, yeah, no, like, this whole New 52 thing is actually really turning out to be a fucking disaster, so we need to start over. <laughs> There's some good new. There's some good new there's fifty-two. Some, not for, but by and not large, for not for Wonder, not for Wonder Woman or Superman. But there is some good new there's fifty-two. There's some, but there. overall, I think I think that it, a lot. You got a lot more mediocrity out of it than you did good. But I don't know. I just I was thinking that the entire time. It's like especially like, look, wherever we end up, it may be shit, but it'll probably be better than this. And then he just puts his hands around and waves to all these characters, and I'm like, wow, topical. 
So right. I, I will I, say that I, actually, yeah. um, as beautiful as the ending was, which it ends on a very nice shot, you know, of, of him running in and the everything kind of whiting out as the timeline is reset. This movie opens with a quote. And the quote is, um, it's like one of those prayers where it's like, you know, have the courage to, or yeah, accept the things you cannot change, have the courage to change the things you can, and then have the wisdom to know the difference. So that's the very first quote in the movie. Now, just before Flash runs off into the sunset to do another uh, rebirth, Superman gives this big speech about how we don't quit and we're going to rebuild and we're heroes and this is what we do. And it's actually a very nice speech that he gives. And then you have Constantine, he's like, nah, fuck that, this ending sucks, Flash, go. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point, I didn't think about that, that's a really good point. Because um, hmm. the entire, like, I actually, and I'm not just saying that because I'm bitter, I'm not going to be able to see any of these characters in this iteration again. Um, I am a little, but that's not why. Um, I, I do think that that kind of does undermine what it seemed like they were going for with the message which is all about rebuilding and perseverance and, you know, like you said, even to an extent, vulnerability, where you see at the very end, you know, Damien and Raven together, and it's two people who probably, if the world hadn't exploded, would have never gotten anywhere, so. Yeah, I mean, that that's a fair point. I, I, I think for me, because like I said, the the, uh, the killing joke, left that anime movie left such a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I was really pissed off leaving the theater because i remember i saw that at a as a uh, fathom event and i remember so i paid like 20 bucks and i remember going like what the fuck when i got out of the theater and then i rented it or i watched it on hbo maybe a year ago and just went god damn it it's still bad and i want it to be good so badly because you know it's conroy and hamill like why wouldn't i want that to be great and it's just it just doesn't fucking work and it makes batman look like a bigger tool than he normally is no the, but... scr- the script for that movie is terrible and if they would have just stuck with i think if they would have just done a page by page Zack snyder style adaptation it would have been way better honestly um so yeah i don't you know lost me at Zack snyder but well you know, no i'm not i'm not you know what i mean though the man when he doesn't really do. have creative control and he's just doing adaptations I mean, like, he really knows how to bring a page to life. You gotta give him that. Um, that that's visually. Visually for me, yes. That, that's Yeah, so, so take I, all those visuals and then just have someone go and transcribe the little speech bubbles from the comic book into a script. Easy. <laughs> I like the way you own speech bubbles, by the way. Like, you don't sound, sound a little more condescending. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I go mean. Ahead and get, but, but, go um, ahead and get your coloring book. And <laughs> But it is very sad to me. Like, it's a, it's a, it's bittersweet to me in the same way that Endgame was, where it's just like, you know, you're not going to get any, like, you know, you're not going to go back and have any more kind of fun popcorn stuff with this exact cast and this exact ensemble, you know, because... I, I really did enjoy a lot of the characters that they had been building. I know there's a lot of people who just really think that the new movies are, are really terrible. Um, some of them definitely are much more C-tier than others. That's totally true. Um, and some of the good ones even have their moments where you're like, oof. But by and large, I actually have been very much enjoying this run. And um, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad that I don't get to see any more Damien and Raven. They're so cute. Oh, well, like, I will say for me, though, this this really did get the taste of uh, Killing, Killing Joke. Joke out of my mouth, oh, which, good. which was such which was such a nice, so Justice League Dark did that, and then this came in, I just went, oh my god, this is great, uh, I, I, I was so happy by the end, oh, okay, not happy, because, I mean, there is some dark shit in this, but I was very hopeful when the movie ended, and I, and I think what this new potential timeline we're going to get I think we're going to get a lot more. I think we're going to get bigger. Well, like, well my, the- my theory is that they're just going to do storylines from a rebirth, from the rebirth. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it, that seems to be kind of where they're going. I don't know. I think what, I think what we're going to get, I think they're going to pump um, more money into these animated films. I think we're going to get more of these react, uh, released theatrically, to be honest. And I think we're going to get bigger stars attached to voice some of these characters. I, I think DC... Uh, by the way, Shamar Moore, even though he's not in it nearly enough as Cyborg, I, cause I, I, 
I'm I'm becoming more of a cyborg fan. Like he's really grown on me just because I'm replaying Justice Two right now, and I'm just like, boo yeah, I love cyborg. Like give me more cyborg. And, Although I love um, when he's like, I get the last word before they boom uh, apocalypse away, and it wasn't boo yeah. And I'm like, huh? it was. I think it was suck it bitches. And I'm like, that's not suck bad it either. Bitches. But yeah, I was expecting like, a boo yeah. <laughs> I was expecting boo yeah too, but suck it bitches made me laugh and. There's a scene too. Sorry, last thing I'll say before we get to our great uh, our ratings. Um, a scene, the, the scene with uh, John Stewart on Oa. Holy crap! That's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, see, I was thinking I you that, were gonna hate that. Cause... Oh, I so yeah. So it it sucks for John what happens, but he goes out like a G. Like he went out like I was like, dude, yeah. I was like, I, I love John Stewart. That was it, actually that one of the moments so that happy. made me so genuinely sad because it's like I don't know. I was I was all geared, he starts doing the chant, and then, you know, and then that happens. It was, it made me really sad, but in a good way, you know. Like um I will say I do want to do throw one other thing out there though. Um and yeah. this is just because uh I'm such a huge fan of the Teen Titans and I also actually really like Cyborg. Um, in one of the earlier runs of Justice League versus Teen Titans, the comic, um, there is a plot where Cyborg was basically killed or lost fighting Darkseid, and he's trying to reach back out to his friends, and it's, like, manifesting in, like, uh, attacks. Um, I, it's been a while since I read it, but basically, the Titans figure out what's going on, and they're like, no, okay, it's uh, it's Victor, you know, we gotta, we gotta do something, but the League is kind of, you know, didn't have their coffee that morning, and they just want to kind of kill him and extract, like, you know, that consciousness and just get rid of him, and so that's what they're actually battling over, and, um... Like the we the reason they were able to figure it out was because he's only like semi sentient at this point, and he just kind of has like this uh, inherent yearning for like home and for his team. So whenever he would show up and like all this destruction would happen, whenever like a titan would show up, they would be like like he would never attack them, and he would like protect them. It was just a really cute, really sweet uh, run of comics. So that's what made me think about with like you know how he got boomed away to Apocalypse is kind of like a similar sort of inciting incident as the one in the comic books, where it's just like you know he you think he's gone forever because you know he he sacrifices himself, but then he like just this part of his programming just misses so much what he had, and he kind of finds a way to start manifesting back in Earth. Oh my god, you're such a nerd. That that's just I'm not gonna lie, that that made me happy listening to you explain how that made you happy. <laughs> like Aww. that was the, No, seriously I have though. Those, like I have those books so, if you want me to loan them to you. I let me know, because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the DC universe app again here, because I, I do wanna go through and start reading more uh more Titans and uh yeah, but um yeah, getting getting to our uh, final thoughts here. I thought this was. I thought both films. I mean, I already gave uh, the A minus for Justice League Dark. I think this is as good as I said at the beginning of the review. I think this is as good as the uh, original Avengers film. I thought this was uh, top to bottom, really what I wanted. Again, some 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 gripes, a few, but nothing that uh, you know that took me out of the movie enough to not enjoy it. Um, this is a solid. This is a solid A for me. Um, I, I thought this was just, this is how you do one of these. And if they can just, if, if they can, t- whatever the next run is, I think re- I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we're getting a lot of uh, stuff based on Rebirth uh, moving forward. Um, if they can maintain this quality, um, I'll be buying uh, whatever they're, they're selling uh, moving forward. I thought this was just excellent yeah so for me despite all my jokes and nitpicks and everything this is a solid like a plus for me i had such a fantastic time watching this movie and like i said you know a lot of a lot of my sadness stems from the fact that i don't get to see these characters anymore but like even the stuff that i kind of found annoying or a little grating at times it it was not enough to even remotely diminish my enjoyment of this the entire time I was watching it. I love all the twists it took. I I mean, I always love it when a movie can surprise me because I've seen so many movies and, you know, you can almost always tell where they're going these days. Um, but there were some genuine shockers in this one. And I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to probably be rewatching this one quite a lot throughout my life. Yeah, I don't own this because I just rented it initially, but I am gonna have to buy this now. So yeah. Oh, you know, as soon as I watched it on yours, I went and bought it on mine. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna want to keep this one in the library. Fair. Yeah, I I I am that critic asshole. Like, there's a 4K 
edition of this, I have to have in 4K. Anything less than 4K, I, I, I'm again, I'm that person. No shame in my game. I, I want to see Wonder Woman getting her arm ripped off in 4K. Thank you very much. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, but, but I, I, yeah, this is something that I, I really do hope people seek this out because I mean, we're all home for the most part right now. I mean, you've got time. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Well. You, you might as well watch some, you know, some, some great shit. Um, but, uh, but like yeah. I said, you know, what? definitely try and watch some other movies in the continuity first. Like, Hunter, I honestly think that you, I mean, they're very imperfect movies, but you probably like the Teen Titan movies that they did. I mean, I, I will get around to those because, like, I like the, I, I know we're going kind of way back, but I like Green, uh, I love Green Lantern First Flight. Um, I haven't watched Justice League vs. Teen Titans. Um, and you haven't watched Judas I Contract either, I don't think. I, have, I, I haven't watched that one either. Yeah, I feel like I need to watch both of those. Yeah. So like I said, they're not, they're not nearly as good as this one in terms of, like, you know, the strength of, like, the script. But, I mean, if, if it's just, like, it, it's the same thing with comics. If it gets down to just a character you enjoy, you're just, you're going to watch it. You're going to read it. You know, you, you just want to see this person interact and and have a story even if the story can sometimes not be that great so i think it takes a lot for people to really turn on uh, a character or a story you know one more day style um so <laughs> yeah 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 um i will say though the, the uh, it looks like blue, judas contract has blue beetle and after playing justice 2 i i dig blue beetle blue dude beetle's blue, blue beetle's so. awesome he's one of the ones that i really like who doesn't have a line and gets just murdered in the background in this movie. <laughs> but no, Blue Beetle's yeah. awesome. He's also, so, depending on what run you're reading, he's either a magic, his powers are either magical or scientific in origin. They changed it, like, twice. But yeah. And also, uh, uh, last thing I'll say, uh, no uh, no uh, uh, Paul Dini, no Bruce Tim on this. No, I don't think that, I think that they probably would have come in, seen some of the storyboard art, and turned right back around. <laughs> Yeah, I but I, I, I to, to, all that to say though, this proves that they can make an excellent anime film without either one of them being involved, and right. that makes me feel better. To be honest, I was like, oh, okay, because I was looking, I was like, all right, where's Tim and where's Tim and Ordini? I was like, oh, none of them. Okay, this is this is good. So that said though, that you can tell that the person who made this, there's, I mean, other than the giant treadmill, there's a lot of comic book imagery in here. The way that they made Raven look basically echoes exactly how she looks throughout Terror of Trigon, the comic book, you know, very emaciated, hollow cheekbones and all that. Um, there's, I, I can't bring any to mind right now, but there are just several moments where you can tell that they're cribbing off of an image from a comic book or like, you know, something like that. So it, it's written by people who know the source material and obviously have a fondness for it. And I think I remember talking with with you with Birds of Prey, where that movie fell flat is, and where like, uh, like you know, the Justice League uh, live action and like, you know, Batman versus Superman falls flat, is the people making those movies don't actually, the people in control, creative control anyways, don't really understand what makes these characters good so they that's yeah that's why the, they're not good in those movies people made this movie understand why people love these characters no i i agree a thousand percent they understood what makes they understand what makes these characters so endearing to people um raven is always kind of one i feel like they they, they it, it's very easy to fuck her up so i was very happy to see her uh, get the shine she did but yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of this. So. Yes, and you do get to see uh, White Raven in this too. You, like again, it's almost like they made it specifically for me because I would have been happy without that. But they threw that in for people like me who really love Raven. She turns into the White Raven at the end. God, you nerd, nerd, Shut nerd, up. nerd. But, uh... You of all people have no right to call anyone else a nerd. You went to Shazam in a full body costume, okay? <laughs> you always go back to that, and uh, yeah, I, I, um, if you have me as a Facebook friend or you have me on Twitter uh, or Instagram. Uh, you've seen the Green Lantern uh, impromptu photo shoot I did last night, which was fucking awesome, and I stand by it. See, but, I complimented you. I didn't call you a nerd. How about a little courtesy there, no. bud? Oh, hey, I wear the tur- I wear the badge on nerd like a badge of honor. Okay, I am very proud when I am when I am being called a nerd. Thank you very much. But okay. uh, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed this. Please go seek it out, even if you're not a DC fan. 
Um, watch another couple movies in the canon. This is well worth your time. Uh, but uh, yeah, have you guys seen uh, either Justice League film? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. And you can follow my colleague Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. And go ahead and find us on, okay, here comes all of them, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. And, uh, whew, wow, I got through all that one breath. Go me. Um, <laughs> but, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for uh, Defending Jacob, which I... I'm really curious how that's going to end, and uh, since uh, since June 1st is right around the corner, all month June, I'm going to be reviewing stuff I want to review, so... so uh, Hunter, be... just curious, didn't you also want to do a little bit on the Snyder Cut? Yeah, so actually I was going to do that as a separate recording, just oh. because Sorry. we've gone like an hour on this, so... Oh, you're, right. you're fine. I, but, uh, yeah, and we are about to talk about the Snyder Cut, because I'm getting requests for it, and... I, 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 I God, don't want to talk about it, but I have to talk about it. But we will talk about that here in just a second. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for your support, and we will talk to you guys soon. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs>